Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host, Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Now, I want to go over some really, really exciting news and awesome topics for this episode in particular. Firstly, just want to talk about what's coming up. We may have an interview with someone coming up very soon, and I think you'll find his story quite relatable, maybe even inspiring. So keep your eyes out for this. It's the first interview that I'm going to be doing. I've got some other people that will be lined up in the future as well, pretty professional traders. So this is where this podcast is really going to start ramping up now. We've talked a lot about the basics. We've got, I don't know how many episodes, over 50 covering a lot of basic stuff, so much more to talk about, but I want to get some guys in here who really have been through this, they're beginner traders all the way going through to passing their funded challenges, and you might be able to learn a lot from them. In terms of this episode here, this is going to be one of my favorite. I'm really excited about this, just because the results I have seen with my own students, especially with what I'm about to say. So for those of you that are my students and who do listen to this, I apologize. It's going to be something I talk about all the time, but you'll know how important this is because what I'm going to be discussing is what turns, you know, really average traders, to be honest, you know, I only might make one or 2% a week, which is awesome. Really good. I say average or if you're making long-term profits, you're already amazing. But turning those people into Great traders. I taught this to one guy last week. He was down 4% on his challenge. Coming up to this week, he is about to pass. He's only 2% off, right? It turns me from also being down in the same thing, because remember with my students, I take the same trades, going there and actually passing the challenge within the space of a week with only just a few trades, four to be precise, after being in drawdown. So this is something that is really Awesome. So it's going to be a two-part series that I'm going over, and it's going to be going over when to hold and when to cut your losses. Two really important things. How can you know when to hold to let those winners continually run? I know we've got an episode on it, but since then, so much has already changed. This is going to be like part 20 of that. It's, It's all the good stuff wrapped together. So When to know when to hold, you know, keep those winners going, keep on increasing that percentage, when to see the signs, and then of course, when you should just really cut it out, what you actually should be looking for, whether you are in a little bit of profits and you can see it turning around, or realistically, you know, we're in a bit of drawdown and we know when to cut it. Both extremely important as a trader to know. If you get the timing right on these things, promise you this, you will see a crazy improvement in your trading. Crazy. I'm so pumped about it. So two-part series. Let's start with the good stuff here. How to know when to hold, right? So first things first, I want you to get into the mindset now of that you're in a trade. It's doing super well. And I want to paint you this picture here. Your emotions are high. You're going really nicely. It's kind of like what I've literally got at time of this recording. I'm $200 away from passing a challenge, but that does mean for this type of challenge, I have probably an extra trade in there. 
Now, it zoomed through my head for a second, or oh, maybe I should just stay and start running all this stuff. I'm making sure that right here and now, I'm going to say stick to your risk management plan. Please, 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 please do not move away from it. Because what I had to say to myself in that moment was, no, Alex, you always take out at 2% your first trade. It's the second trade that you can let run, but take it out. And I did. The trade is going further in my direction. And sure, it would have helped to gain that extra little bit. Maybe I won't have to place, wouldn't have to place another trade. But remember, painting this picture, we're being professional traders. So if you pull out and you have these rules, always do that. Remember, I teach you guys to dual trade. Always take it out at 1% if you're obviously risking less and then take it out at 1 to 2 or as I like to say, hop out at one to two and then use that one to three trade plus to let it run. And I'm going to be basing it off of that. Now, if you are in a channel and you are going the direction of the channel, that is probably one of the best things you could possibly be in. What do I mean by in a channel? If you're on a bullish or bearish run, if you can see a clear support and resistance, people call it flags, etc. You know, bullish flag, bearish flag, whatever it is. You can see your support and resistance and it's just hitting that support. It's going up and up and up. Obviously, if it was bearish, you'd hit, see it hitting resistance and go down and down and down. Those are the best places to go into them. Because as long as that channel is being respected, great. Stay in. Even if at the top of that channel, or say where your one to three is, is at right that resistance. Unless it breaks through the floor, just keep going. It's probably, yes, it's going to go down and it's going to have a new low. And that can be scary. But if it's staying in the channel, more than likely it is going to stay in the channel. And if it doesn't, you know, that does suck. Taking a bit of money off the table there that you could have had. But you keep on sticking with that. I can promise you now that you can just capitalize on that. There are going to be some times when you lose. It's going to go down and you go, damn, I've hopped out at 2% at 1.9. Instead of a 2 and a 3, I've just lost. No. Think of it as, hey, this time it didn't work, but if I keep on sticking to this, I'm going to go and go and go. Second thing I want you to look at is the volume of the candlesticks. If we see large amounts of volume candlesticks, stay in. You want to stay in when you're seeing the volume go in the direction that you are in. So obviously if it's a sell, large bearish candlesticks. If it's a buy, large bullish. If you have the volume with you, you need to be sticking in there. And third and foremost, number of supporting candlesticks. If you're in, again, a big bearish run, uh, you want to see more red candlesticks than you want to see green. Pretty self-explanatory basics there. But if you start to see it chop and change into red, green, red, green, red, green, and then all of a sudden it's going green, green, red, green, 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 you need to go, let's hop out. Let's hop out and hop that. This isn't cutting losses, by the way. This isn't saying, okay, cool. That's completely different, and we'll talk about that. What I do also want to say on the flip side, and I know I'm pushing through this, but there's so much to cover in such a short episode, um, is that you need to, when you see the volume drop off, exit out of the market. That's when you need to move. So it's those two things, supporting candlesticks changing, maybe you've got volume against you. It's just the opposite. And then you just see that volume drop off. Because here's the thing that really annoys me about 
and I've had to drill this lesson into people and sometimes even then I won't listen to me and I go, that's absolutely fine. I'll watch the market teach you the lesson because I know it always will. How many lessons has the market taught us guys? Don't revenge trade, right? Don't, uh, don't go against your risk management. Don't um, re-enter. There's so many things that the market is going to teach you. Don't trade opens. There's all these things. I've got hundreds of episodes. Oh, hundreds. Tens of episodes that tell you all the don'ts. And the market will teach you that lesson because it will take it all out. So we're in this trade and it's awesome. Volume dies off. We're in a descending channel as well. But just the volume just died away. And I just saw it stop respecting the resistance. It was like it wasn't even there. And I said to everyone, okay, pull out. We've hopped out at a one to five. This is awesome. And on this live session that I'm doing, one of my students is like, oh, the AUDP, JPY trade, or one of the trades that we're in at the time, can't remember, uh, was going along the lines of, oh, you know, uh, I'm still in it because I'm going to respect this channel. But the volume had gone. And the supporting candlesticks weren't there anymore. It was red, green, red, green, red, green. It was just all mixed signals. And then guess what happened? Market shot up. Where did he hop out? Did he hop out the one to five? I can give you a very educated answer to that. No. There was no opportunity after that to hop out the one to five. Don't know what he hopped out at exactly. He could have even done a one to 4.99. The point is that... When you see these things, you are really strict with yourself and you say, hey, these are the rules that I follow. Again, you can backtest it, make your own rules. If the data supports it, go for it. But if you are not a disciplined trader and you're trying to sit there, and I really see that as great, when all the exit signals are there, you can wish for something to happen as much as you want. I wish that all the trades I hopped into did really well. I wish they would do that. I'd try and force the trades to do that. But you're just forcing the market or wishing the market to do something that's not going to happen. What do I always say here? Um, I actually say that way too often. But we want our strategy right, to not be forced onto the market. We want the market to fit our strategy, not our strategy fitting the market. I know they sound very similar, but the difference is if we're trying to fit our strategy into the market, it means we have to make our strategy malleable. It has to move around. We're trying to force it in there. We're trying to fit our strategy to the market conditions. Wrong. Our strategies have certain entry rules, certain exit rules, certain risk management. If it's outside of that, we can't do it. Our strategies should be very rigid. Whereas if the market comes and it meets it, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. So how to know when to hold, guys, right? We have the volume. We have the supporting candlesticks. Um, and if we're in a channel, awesome. That's really good as long as it's respecting support or resistance, whichever side you're in. That's how we know when to hold. Fantastic. Especially if you're in a channel and you see that there is all those things with you. Volume. If you've got all three, amazing. But if you've still got volume and a lot of supporting candlesticks, Fine. I like to use the EMA. Just set it default if you're on TradingView. I think it's a nine EMA, nine close EMA, I believe. And if it pokes its head above it, like a confident close, I'm talking like five, six, seven pips above the EMA line, that will also indicate to me to hop out of the market. That's another good one. But don't be afraid if it starts surging up a little bit. It's always going to do that. 
It's always going to come up. If you're in a channel, that's what's going to have to happen. You have your highs, you have your higher highs, your lower lows, your higher lows, higher highs, higher lows, and the opposite for going down. And this will happen as well. You might get it surging up and then coming back down. You might get a liquidity run where it surges up 10, 15 pips, by the end of the hour drops down. So always wait to the end of the hour if you are trading on that hour as well. I would always do that. And when to hop out, check your ego, check your greed. Volume disappears, supporting candlesticks change. Maybe you break out of resistance or support on that channel. The EMA is closed above by five, six, seven pips, whatever I said before, right? That's when you know to hop out. Write these rules down, be really strict with them. But I can tell you this, when you see that stuff, it's amazing. It's absolutely phenomenal. When you get this under your belt, crazy, absolutely crazy. I have a few clients that I trade, uh, I guess, um, their accounts for them. And it was like, we just set one up the other week and then it was two trades and it was done. Euro JPY, you can go and have a look at it right now. It was last week. This is the 15th of the 5th, 2023. If you look the week before this, you will see a large fall in the Euro JPY markets. And that was a nice one to five. You move out there, because I dual trade one to two, and I moved out at one to five, that's 7%. I had another trade on, I can't remember who it was, some other NZD card or something like that, very similar, it was another runner. Didn't even need that, it was like one eighth of a trade. Just to pass it, amazing, there you go, there's phase one done and all you need to go is like 5% for phase two or whatever it is. So it really can make a difference, guys. It really can. The more percentage you get off there and you get them in early in funded challenges or when your live account has just started, you get one of those bad boys in early, you're already looking at them scaling your account. Or you've got a really nice buffer. So if you do go through a losing streak, you're good. You've got that nice buffer there. Capitalizing on the winners and holding them and letting them run is so important in today's game, especially with the volatility in the market that I've been seeing recently. Make sure you get onto that, backtest it, figure it out, see what all these trades look like. Again, I always plug myself at the end. If you just want to stop wasting your time and money on other courses and YouTube and all that other stuff, I can just show you how to do it. I can literally just teach you how to do it. So if you want that, if you want to stop messing around and take on a pro, I'll show you and I promise you uh, that will give it a really good crack at getting you to be a funded trader. I'm very, very, very confident in it. So roadtoforex.com. That's, that's, that's my website. You message me, we can get started. But enough about the plug. Um, that's it for this episode. Remember, I've got an interview coming up. That's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to record it. Might come out the end of this week. Might be next week, depending on when I get into recording this. But it will be really good. Long episode. Maybe an hour long. Who knows? But it will be fun. So I'll see you guys there. Have a great one. And keep trading because the market is doing really well right now and I'm smashing it out, so I'm feeling great. Anyway, guys, stay safe. Have a good one. I'll speak to you later.